Hello and welcome to the She Reads Romance Books podcast, the ultimate show for romance book lovers looking for the best books worth reading. I'm your host, Leslie Murphy, and in each short episode, I share my favorite book list of recommendations so you know exactly what to add to your must-read list. Join me as I explore the romance genre and have fun collecting book boyfriends along the way, because life is better with a love story. Hey readers, happy whatever day it is that you happen to be listening to this podcast. For me, it's actually a Friday morning that I'm recording this. It is a beautiful day already outside, which is actually quite a bit of a turnaround from what it was like here earlier this week. So a little aside story, I picked up my daughter on Monday from school and she's like, mom, we're not going to have school tomorrow. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, stop playing. And she's like, nope, we're not going to have school tomorrow because of weather. And I'm like, weather? I look at the app and it's like, it's going to be 62 degrees in rain. Like, big deal. Now, we used to live in Boston for a number of years. So it was like par for the course that, you know, snowstorm would come through. We'd have a snow day this time of year. Like, of course, that was just sort of the norm. But, you know, we moved to the south and still things are a lot warmer this time of year. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're going to have school. But sure enough, that night we get a text or a phone call. School is canceled for the following day because of a wind and rainstorm coming through. I guess winds were going to be like 45 miles an hour or over. And so there's a risk for school buses toppling over. So, you know, don't want that to happen. So the kids had the day off. It really didn't turn out too bad, except weren't, weren't. We did have this huge tree fall into our yard, taking out part of our fence, which is going to be, you know, just a huge expense and it's a big bummer. But, oh well, again, they got a fun day home from it. So, um, but I digress. (laughs) Back to the topic at hand for this episode, which is about unputdownable romance books. Um, So I recently read a book And in writing my book review, I wrote, I didn't want to put it down. It was just so good. Now, that book, by the way, is Fangirl Down by Tessa Bailey, which is fabulous. But as I wrote that statement, I thought, this isn't the first time I've written that in a book review. In fact, there are several romance books that are so unputdownable that I had to ignore work, ignore sleep and ignore my family because I just had to finish them in one sitting. They are the books where I feel like I need a neon sign broadcasting over my head saying, do not disturb, or more accurately, disturb at your own risk. And, you know, these, I think, are the books, too, that I can point to and say, you are why I lost sleep that night or why I didn't cook dinner that night. My family starved. No, just kidding. They wouldn't starve. But They are why I feel like a zombie some days since, you know, just one more chapter turns into reading the whole damn book. And so this episode was born because I want to talk about some of these memorable, unputdownable books. So I already gushed hard about Fangirl Down in my December 2023 reading list episode, which I think might be episode 26. So tune into that one for more of Fangirl Down or 
definitely visit shereadsromancebooks.com to check out my new book list of unputdownable books, which includes the books I'm going to talk about in today's episode. It includes Fangirl Down and a number of other romance books that I read within 24 hours. They were just so good and so compelling. Now, in looking over the books on my list, a few things stood out to me about them in general. So I think I'm going to start there. For one, each of my unputdownable books are super unique. They may use a specific romance book trope but they don't necessarily follow a formulaic storyline to get to that happy ending. So the uniqueness of that story is such a strong hook that you're glued to the pages until the very end. Many of them also have this, you know, added layer of suspense to the storyline. Not that they're all romantic suspense romance books, but there's just this thread running through them that you need answers about or need to learn more about or can't wait to see how, you know, something resolves. It's something that has you curious or guessing or intrigued about that is such a strong feeling, it won't let you put the book down and carry on with your day. Many of them also had me shedding a tear or two as well. They aren't necessarily my ugly cry books, so check out episode one, actually, of the podcast for those. But these are books where the emotion just got so heated that I was in it with these characters and I felt what they were feeling to the point that my heart hurt and I was shedding tears. Not that that's a bad thing. I actually love when that happens, but it's a reaction because the writing and the story are just so incredibly good. Okay, so I'll leave it at that with the overarching themes that stood out to me. And I'm going to dive into my top five unputdownable romance books. The first being Drive by Kate Stewart. Now, gosh, Drive. I've read this book multiple times and every time it's just as good, if not better, than the last. This is a love triangle book, so I'm sure I'm going to talk about it when I do that episode, which I'm actually not usually a fan of those types of books, but Oh my gosh, this one is literally the best. It is a story that will transport you to, oh gosh, I think it was Austin, Texas, in the music scene there. But it actually starts out with the heroine, Stella. She's like at the top of her career as a music journalist who just got sort of the interview of all interviews. And then she hears this song and gets some earth-shattering news that sets her on a road trip home, reminiscing and reflecting on the past that got her to this point in her life. So the book is mostly, I don't know if you call them flashbacks, but it sort of starts back in the past with a few present moments of her drive home mixed in that starts really with her as this, you know, new budding reporter in Austin trying to catch a break while living on her older sister's couch she meets a young drummer who's in this you know band trying to catch a break and she ends up finally getting a job at a local paper run by a young editor and while reading the story you really have no idea which man the drummer or the editor she ultimately chooses for her life gosh just thinking about it it gives me chills because 
while I loved both men, which is rare in a love triangle romance because I think one, you know, person always comes across as the one not to choose. But I really wasn't sure of who was going to be at the end of the story because I loved Reed and I loved Nate. Both were amazing and amazingly imperfect too, which is why this book was completely unputdownable because you have to find out who did Stella choose? Stewart's writing, I thought, is phenomenal in this book. And as I said, keeps you guessing the entire time. I full-heartedly recommend this book. If you have not read it yet, just be prepared to ignore everything in your life when you start it because you won't be able to put it down. Another unputdownable book is Skin by B.B. Easton. This is her young adult romance in her 44 chapters series. So let me first talk about 44 chapters about four men. This book was amazing. I loved that it was loosely based on Easton's life and the significant um, relationships that she had growing up, including, you know, ultimately the one with her now husband. I was just captivated by this book and it could easily be on this list of unputdownable books as well. But I'm focusing on Skin, the first sort of spin-off romance of that series where each book in the series dives deeper into each relationship and hero that she fell for. So this one focuses on the relationship she had in high school with Knight, the ultimate bad boy, but underneath that, you know, tough exterior, a really true wounded soul. This book was unputdownable because both characters are really sort of heartbreaking. BB in this one, as I said, is in high school and she's, you know, a typical teen struggling with her own body image. There is a boy in school, Ronald Knight, who is known as or thought of as a skinhead with a temper and he scares the shit out of her, but he takes a liking to her and then their lives end up changing forever. I reread my review for this book when I decided to do this episode and this is what I wrote word for word. My advice to you when you read this book, start reading it first thing in the morning on a weekend because you will not be able to put this high school romance book down once you start. I mean, I just love my past self as it knew I would be circling back to this book for this episode. I also wrote, forget about romance books with the perfect heroine and the swoony hero with the fairy tale romance. This is not that type of story. It is so much more. Easton pens such gritty, damaged, flawed, raw, and devastatingly real teens in this coming-of-age tale laced with neglectful parents, poor self-esteem, and the need to be loved. I honestly don't think I'll ever forget Ronald Knight or the girl who loved him. This is a high school romance not to be missed, and I still, still feel that way about this book many years later. Because, you know, I read, I read so many books <laughs> that sometimes they can just blend together, honestly. It doesn't say much for a book when I finish it and just a few days go by and I sit down to like, oh, I should really write a review for this book. And I can't even remember enough to write a review about it. But then there are books that I can vividly, vividly remember years after reading them. And that is definitely the case with Skin. It's such a fantastic forbidden love story, and it's set in the late 1990s, which is totally my era. So I love just that nostalgia of this book. 
So Bibi in the story, she is, you know, one badass 15-year-old. My heart actually really hurt for her as she continually, like, starves herself, yet she's one strong, amazing girl. Knight, though, gosh, he is a character unlike any other I've read. I loved him so much more in Skin than I did necessarily in 44 Chapters About Four Men, where he was just sort of terrifying to me in that book. But in... um. So in that book, 44 Chapters About Four Men, I sort of saw what others saw on the outside about Knight. But in Skin, you got you kind of get to see the Knight that B.B. saw. He was this boy who would do anything for an animal, who wrote the most romantic of love notes, and who, you know, protected those he loved fiercely. But he was also this product of a neglectful life, you know. But he showed what, how he could really rise above it. But the two of them, they gave me such heart-wrenching angst in this book. So even if you don't like young adult romance, this book, as I said, is not to be missed. It's one of the best unputdownable books, in my opinion. So add it to your TBR list if you haven't read it yet. Did I convince you yet? I feel like I'm going on and on. So hopefully I did. It was wonderful. Okay. Moving on to my next unputdownable book, which is another actually young adult romance, and that is Autobiography by Christina Loren. Now, Christina Loren is probably most known for their fun, you know, rom-coms as of late, but this is one of their, that you know, earlier works in more, I think, moving and soul-gripping romances that just sucked me in, you know, and would not let go. Both this one and Skin are two of my most favorite teen romance books, and with good reason. You know, Skin follows two teens in 1990s suburbia, whereas Autobiography focuses, focuses on a bisexual teen and his teaching assistant who live in Utah with one of them part of a Mormon family. So Tanner Scott, he's one of the main characters, when his family moved from California to Utah three years ago, he was basically forced to push his bisexual identity back into the closet. Now he's basically only has to get through one semester left of high school before he can move out of state and really live who he is out loud. But when his best friend encourages him to take this coveted seminar at Provost High, he meets teaching assistant Sebastian Brother, who Tanner ends up falling for. So, of course, I love reading romance for the central love story, but there, honestly, is so much more to this book. It was also, I thought, a poignant story about identity that was both heart-wrenching and beautiful at the same time, which is just one reason why I devoured it in one sitting. Young love, it's hard, right? It's reckless. It's confusing. But throw in a culture community and family that doesn't support who you are and that makes it you know all the more difficult on one hand though you have tanner who is out to his family right and his mother he's she's literally a walking bumper sticker for her son his parents support was truly unconditional and i loved how their relationship was depicted in this book but then you have sebastian our second hero who comes from a Mormon family that does not accept same-sex relationships. Now, I knew a Mormon growing up in high school, but other than, you know, surface facts, I really didn't know a lot about their religion before reading this book, but I felt like 
Christina Lorenz shared enough about the the Mormon religion, lifestyle, and culture that I could truly get Sebastian's struggle. He loved, you know, so many things about his culture and religion, yet his family's love was so, so conditional, and it was heartbreaking. Every time that he put on his, like, fake smile in the book, it just broke my heart a little bit more. His character really embodied how lonely and isolating it can be without family and friend support while you're coming to grips with your identity in understanding, you know, who you truly are. So read this unputdownable book for a reminder of what it means to love unconditionally, to learn about the Mormon religion and lifestyle, and to read, gosh, just the most amazing coming-of-age story. It was truly fantastic. The next book I picked because the suspense of the story was just so gripping, I had to keep reading to know what happened next. And in that book is The Mountain Between Us by Charles Martin. Now, this book came out back in 2010. So unless you read it back then, maybe it didn't come on your radar until it was made into a movie with Kate Winslet and Idris Elba in 2017, which is fabulous, by the way. Obviously, anything with those two in it is phenomenal, but I thought this book-to-movie adaptation was really well done, even if part of the story wasn't included. Just, I mean, you can't include it all. So definitely read the book first, but then go and watch the movie. (laughs) This is a forced proximity romance where Ben and Ashley, they meet at an airport in Salt Lake City. Both are trying to get back home when a blizzard hits, canceling their flights. Ben is a surgeon returning home from a conference to get to a patient, and Ashley is actually traveling to her wedding. So both of them, desperate to get out of Salt Lake, they end up chartering a plane together. But then the plane ends up crashing, leaving them stranded in Utah's most remote wilderness in the dead of winter, badly injured, and miles from civilization. And they don't have any food or shelter, right? So they're going to have to venture out and find safety or they're basically going to die in the snow and in the wilderness. But as the two survive days and soon weeks together, they form a connection that evolves into something more. Okay, so reading this book, my first thought was, if this happened to me, I'd be dead. (laughs) I mean, just count me out because there is no way I could do what they did. So... But spoiler alert, this is a romance book, so it has a guaranteed happy ending. But I just wasn't quite sure that was going to happen multiple times throughout this book. I mean, Martin writes incredibly suspenseful scenes that had me quickly turning, you know, page after page to know freaking what happens, you know? But again, if I was in that situation, no freaking way. (laughs) No. Anyway. Your heart will seriously be pounding in this one in more than one chapter. But honestly, it'll also pound not only from their like physical struggles that they face, but the emotional connection and the love story that unfolds too. Um, there's also this other storyline that Martin weaves throughout that by the end you're like, what? Oh my gosh, you know? But it was just so good, and I can't go into it for because it would be a total spoiler, but this book was unputdownable for so, so many reasons. All right, 
now that I'm talking about it, I think I'm going to need to explore more of Martin's work because this book was just so fabulous and he's written many more books than this one. So I could be really missing out on more epic reads. So mental note to self, add more Chris Martin books to my TBR list. Okay, and finally, the last unputdownable book I wanted to talk about is Halo by Brooklane and Ella Frank. Gosh, I didn't, it's kind of cool. I didn't realize I had two M.M. Romance books picked out for this list, which is kind of cool. So yes, this is an M.M. Romance, but more importantly, a rock star romance. Because there's just something about a hot rock star romance that I freaking adore. My list of favorite rock star romance books, I think, was one of the first book lists that I created for She Reads Romance books back in the day, come to think of it. So check that out on the blog because I know this is definitely on it. This is one of those books that I had to pick up after reading the book blurb. I honestly don't know who writes book blurbs, the author, you know, publisher, who knows what. Um, but man, I think honestly that they can really make or break a book, right? So no pressure to authors when it comes to writing these or, or, you know, creating them. This is book one in their Fallen Angel series, which actually has five books in it. But the first three are about rock stars, Halo and Viper. And they really read like one continuous book in my mind. And trust me when I say that you're going to be binge reading all three of these books after picking up Halo. So it's really three unputdownable books with this one. So in this story, we meet the band members of TBD is the band. And they're in a major jam because their lead singer just ran out on them. So they've been searching desperately for a new front man when in walks Halo for an audition in instantly taking lead guitarist Viper's breath away for his, you know, amazing talent and his scorching good looks. The band instantly hires Halo, but that puts Viper in quite a bind. You know, not only is he incredibly attracted to Halo, who should be off limits, right? Because now that they're in the same band and if they mix business with pleasure, things could go, you know, south pretty quickly. But the other major thing is that Viper is gay and Halo is straight. But the sizzling chemistry between these two is what makes this one incredible, unputdownable book, in my opinion. Though, if you are a are not a believer, I should say, in insta-lust, then this may not be your cup of tea, but it totally worked for me, and as I said, kept me on the edge of my seat, because this book is all about the sexual tension and smoking hot chemistry between Viper and Halo, and let me tell you, it is on <laughs> this one. I would sign up in a heartbeat to have an alpha male like Viper relentlessly flirt and pursue me like he does Halo. He is just that freaking hot. We really don't get a lot of backstory on Halo or Viper in this romance because it's really just about their connection, but that totally worked for me and I honestly, I didn't care. <laughs> Whenever this book pops up when I'm on Goodreads or, you know, what have you, my brain instantly thinks about the chemistry between them. It didn't get bogged down into Halo wondering why he's now finding another man attractive and Viper's, you know, relentless pursuit didn't get too creepy. I thought Blaine and Frank wrote the perfect character-focused, steamy love story 
that I want I wanted more of. So I, as I said, I read straight through to book two and through book three. And I know you'll do the same after picking up this one. So grab Halo if you like sexy musicians, alpha males, or angelic romantics who bring them to their knees. I think you will thank me for it. Oh, Lord. Gosh, that's it. I have all the tingles now just talking about these unputdownable books. And I know it's just me here on this side of the microphone talking about these books. But do me a favor, would you? If I convince you to read a book, tell me about it. Or better yet, write a review for the podcast and let me know whether you loved it or you thought I was freaking crazy. It would honestly mean so much to me to hear from you. Sometimes, as I said, it feels so one-sided on the podcast. But gosh, it would mean the world if even just you even just gave like a star review on Apple Podcasts to give me an indication that you're listening and you're liking the content. So thank you so, so much in advance if you do that. And as always, thank you so much for being here and listening. Be sure to tune in for my next episode. And happy reading, because life is better with a love story. That's all for this episode of the She Reads Romance Books podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and found some new books to add to your TBR list. If you did, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast app. It really helps me reach more romance book lovers like you, and I appreciate your support. If you're a book boyfriend collector like me, then you'll want to join my email list so you never miss a podcast episode or a new book list. Just visit shereadsromancebooks.com slash join and sign up today. As a thank you, I'll instantly send you my list of top 10 book boyfriends that will make you swoon. Trust me, you don't want to miss this list. Thank you for listening and until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.